0: You're listening to Sly King Unleashed. Social topics, entertainment, politics, relationships, and so much more. Make sure you follow him on social media at I am Sly King. Now let's get ready for another episode of Sly King Unleashed. Welcome in, welcome in to another episode of Sly King Unleashed. So glad to be back with all of you. And if you are new to the podcast, listen, you got to go back and check out some of the previous shows. I want to thank you for tuning in. Those of you that are back again with me, my opportunity in this podcast is really for me to talk about a lot of things, right? To shed some light on the conversations and things that I really feel like are important. And I really get a chance to kind of take the filter off. And so let me go ahead and say this up front. I do not expect you to Agree with everything I say. I really don't. I don't expect you to agree with everything. This is an opportunity for me to get into some things that I really have been dealing with, things I see, things I feel like need to be addressed. And so we all are entitled to opinions. Right. I think our country is at a point where people feel like they're not entitled to opinions and people have to say you always have to agree with everything I say. And that's not how it should be. We all have an entitled viewpoint on things and our perspective on how we see things As I've always said is usually shaped by our past experiences and I want to talk about something that quite obviously if you are not paying attention to the news right now I don't know what you've been watching or paying attention on social media but the big story right now that everybody is really dealing with is what took place with Gregory Floyd now this is right off of the cusp of us also dealing with what happened to Ahmaud Arbery But now we're dealing with this situation with Greg Floyd. And what's really challenging about all of this is the fact that, quite honestly, you know, 2020 has been one of the most challenging, if I honestly could say, in my lifetime years that I've ever experienced. And really and truly, when you think about 2020, you think about this year, I have felt like, with all honesty, that we just need to hit the reset button. You know, let's go back Go back, and let's wait on December 31st. I know I'm waiting on December 31st. Let's just wait on December 31st. Let's go ahead and start a brand new year. Maybe 2021 will be better. Maybe 2020 will be better. That's a better opportunity for us. But I can truly say with the COVID-19 pandemic, the challenges with that, and now also all of us dealing with this very, very tragic situation and the life of Greg Floyd that was innocently taken. And I'm going to say this, when you look at this entire situation, when you see what happened, when you watch the video, which, by the way, was very, very difficult for me to watch because I knew when I turned it on, I knew I said, you know what, this is going in a direction that I honestly know is going to be bad. I knew that there was going to be a big challenge in watching the rest of it because the way it was headed, it was going to ultimately lead to something that we all feared and this man lost his life. Now, it's one thing for us to watch that video and then come away with it and, and and be frustrated. But then for you to watch the video and then you have an opinion that you look at it and say, well, racism, you know, is not a driving factor behind this or what have you. Let me let me go ahead and stop you right there. When you are a black individual, when you have countlessly seen time and time again injustice when it comes to officers who are white, who take the life of black men, black women, you automatically know that there is a racially driven stance behind what happened. And people right now, honestly, if you're silent about this, I don't care what denomination, what background you are, what side of the street you're on, your ethnicity. If you are silent about this right now, it is the most dangerous time to be silent because there's no gray area in situations like this. There's no gray area. And there are too many times people try to tell you, and I've seen this often, and I see it play out across social media, everybody's saying certain things, but what's always interesting to me is people who don't look like me can honestly say, well, that can't be racism, or "That that's not, why are you always calling it racism? Why are you always calling it to be racially driven? if you've never been black before a day in your life, don't talk to me about what's racially driven and what's not racially driven because you have no insight and no experience to know what really drives racial tension and what is racially driven when it comes to these situations. When I get in a car and I drive and go somewhere and then I see a police officer that happens to end up being behind me, you know, I know I don't have any anything illegal in my car, I know I haven't done anything illegally, My record is clean. My tags are good. You start going through every possible thing. Okay, I'm not speeding. But your fear is that there may be something that happens if you're pulled over. What if this goes wrong? What if this goes left? So many of us have young men that may be in college or in high school, or I have nephews, and you think about them, and even our daughters and young ladies who are out, and you concern yourself with, okay, here is something to be mindful of if you are ever in this situation and how you have to protect yourself and what do you need to do to look out for yourself and to be careful because honestly, people do not care. Their concern is not about you. Their concern is not about anything else and you get involved in these situations where ultimately there's challenges where you have to say, okay, what do I need to do to survive? And watching Greg Greg Floyd, literally in a position where he was not resisting arrest you saw the video that happened prior to if you haven't seen it the video has been released now showing where you know he was not uh doing anything at that point that he was even being combative he wasn't being combative at that point and the officer literally continued to hold this man down as he said time and time again i cannot breathe i can't breathe I cannot breathe and when you face these kinds of situations and you see this and then you go back and you look at the other situations that have happened prior to all of these things are examples of why it is so important that we must speak out for real change and let me say this about change it's not gonna happen until everybody is fed up when every single person black white brown yellow whatever color you are okay when every single person has had enough, when the individuals who are on a pedestal on a platform that have the opportunity to speak out and say something against this, if you don't speak up and say anything now, it clearly shows why we always are facing this challenge of getting everybody to say something and say, Hey, look, we're over this. We expect there to be major changes when it comes to these kinds of situations. And that's the most frustrating part about all this, because, yes, the four officers were fired. And yes, that was the right move. I believe the mayor, uh, Minneapolis, you know, his speech and what he shared was so true. But in all honesty, there has to be some level of justice outside of just that. The man that was holding him down with his knee, the officer that did that, he should be charged with murder. And the other officers that were just sitting back, accessories. If you paid attention to anything and watched any situation, if you were around someone who kills someone else, you're an accessory in that case in some shape, form or fashion. Right. Because you were there. You were on the scene. You didn't do anything. Uh, you were there. You were present. So you can be charged. And, and I want to address something, too, that I've seen, you know, that I saw really honestly that really just kind of vexed me a little bit, because I understand that all of us face. Challenges in our black community. Okay, let me just speak to this very clearly. In our black community, there is a there is, you know, challenges when it comes to economic challenges or challenges when it comes to education. There's so many factors that go into all the areas that where you stem from. The systemic challenge and problem that has been brewing for years when it comes to, you know, how we have been in positions where things have just always been against all of us when it comes to us being able to get out of the poverty situation. We're in the educational challenges. And so you have drugs that are flown and put into the community, all of these things. And listen, let me not say that I'm making an excuse. But I'm also saying it's a much different position that many people who look like me were put in from the very beginning and very difficult to get out of because it's a cycle. And that's all, you know, that's all you've been around. There's no um, H.R. in the streets. There's no H.R. department in the streets. There's nobody to solve and rectify situations like that. And then when you turn around and you expect The police officers are those people that are supposed to protect and serve to be there for you. You have dirty cops. You have cops who have done things that have not been right. You have all these things that have happened. And let's not put this in position and believe that this is the first time that we've seen these things on film. These things have happened for years and years and years. And we're really getting a chance to see more of it because we have access to digital communication devices every single day, all the time. And we can record something instantly. Imagine what it would have been like if we had had these things, you know, 20, 30 years ago where we were able to do this and we were able to capture certain things on film. Now, all of us remember Rodney King. We remember what happened with Rodney King. We remember that we saw video of it and those individuals got off. Let's not forget that they got off. And then you fast forward and you look at situations and we started to get more video of certain things and we saw they still got off. And so at some point in time, there has to be some type of major shift and change. And I don't blame those people that are there in Minneapolis who are protesting and really going after the police and voicing their frustration through acts of violence or whatever it may be. You know, I honestly can tell you, I do not blame them because there was a young man and I'm sure you've seen the video now it's been posted many times across you know social media and he really just said hey you know in an emotional response what am i supposed to do what else are we supposed to do when we are backed into a corner when we you know are supposed to depend on the police to be there to be supportive to be there to you know protect and serve and then you know we're pushed to a point of having to really unleash all these emotions and this is the only outlet the only way we know how to express our frustration and anger and so it's not saying that it's the right thing to do but at the same time do you really blame them do you really blame them and i challenge anybody who's listening to this that's white anybody who's listening to this that's not black to speak up and say something if you really care if you really care like you say you care if you really care like it really matters to you It's time out for stopping uh, just the moment of just saying, "Okay, I'm not going to say anything. It just happens and move on. And that's it. We all have to speak up and say something because this can happen to somebody, you know, somebody close to your family, somebody, any relation that you may have in your life. This could happen to them. I'm telling you, it can happen to anybody. I have family members and people that I think about and I'm going, man, that could have been them. That could have been somebody else we know. Simply for something small or just in general, it could have happened. Mistaken identity, different things that may have taken place. You know, all these things are factors that have happened. The justice system, if you have not gone in and watched 13th, which is absolutely phenomenal, by the way, it's on Netflix. If you haven't watched 13th, go watch it. Go watch 13th. Just get an understanding of how this system of injustice has been in play for years. It's not new. And there are people who make statements. I've seen statements made today that, you know, well, where are the outraging uh, conversations and the protesting and all the things that have happened when there's killings in our community by blacks killing blacks and all these things. And listen, let me let me go ahead and say this. I think that in those situations in general, they are wrong and we do have to do a better job uh, of not killing one another. That's something that is very, very clear and important. But at this point in time, that's not the focus of the conversation. The focus of the conversation right now is around what continues to be put plain sight conversation, things we see when it comes to injustice, when these individuals who are supposed to protect and serve or people who are in leadership or different things of that nature that happen and these crimes continue to take place and innocent lives are lost. That's the major conversation right now. And yes, everybody is frustrated. I know many people, myself and others. I know a lot of people who are tired, very tired. And I've seen people say, well, you know, we need to, you know, stop supporting this and stop supporting that. And yes, we do need to get more focused on creating our own. It's time out of us sitting back and waiting on people to do things and time out for us to sit back and wait on people to build something and do something. Tyler Perry said it best, man, build your own table. Stop waiting on people to do it. Stop waiting on people to create things and build these things that we're hoping to get a seat at the table to have. No, you go out and build your own table. The greatest conversation when it comes to change and when it comes to shifting things and changing the dynamics of situations and things we're around, it all boils around one simple factor and it boils around money. When you own stuff, when you have an ability to come into a place and you can actually do something, you have a chance to be able to impact situations and come in and have your alternative and your better option and what you have presented because it is something you own. That's a different situation. That's much different. I believe our focus has to change. I think our focus has to change. I think without any question, we have to be more centered on being united. Very true. As a people, We have to be more united on building and creating and having opportunities for not just currently right now, but for the future to come. This entire COVID-19 pandemic has shifted everything. The way we do normal life. I mean, I don't even know if we can go back and say normal life. I don't know if we can even say that because... So many things have shifted and changed and how it's going to impact what we do in the future. I mean, that's not even a way of going back to saying, can it be the way it was before? I really don't know if that can happen. Not until maybe there's some type of vaccine cure, whatever the case may be. But at the end the end of it all, there are lessons that we can learn. I've talked about this before in previous podcasts, but there are lessons we can learn. And one of the greatest lessons I believe is that you have to be able to build and create your own. And we got to be able to do that. We have to. we got to get people in positions and the right people elected and and get the right people that are making those kind of decisions and and getting those places to help make those better choices of who we're putting in these seats that are going in and speaking on your behalf in these federal cases and these uh, judicial situations and all these things. You know, that's important. And if we don't put the right people in there that are going to speak on our behalf, then guess what? All this stuff, when they go and make these votes and when they go in and put these legislations on the table, it won't include anything that matters to you. It won't. And it's frustrating to know that we still live in a place that racism, yes, it does still exist. It may have changed the year on the calendar. It may have taken a different Context to it, it may have taken a different tone, it may have colored itself in a different, you know, design and, and shaped it in a different way, but it still does exist. And if you don't think it's, it exists, you're sadly mistaken. You're totally blind to what's happening around you. And no one can turn a blind eye to it, no one. Not if you say you really care about the justice of people and the right thing to do and what really matters. See, everybody blackballed Colin Kaepernick for what he stood for and why he was so adamant about kneeling and why he was so adamant about his stance. But in all actuality, the knee he was taken was much less of a severity in the sense compared to the knee that was recently taken on Greg Floyd. See, I believe, and I'll still stand on this, feel how you want to feel about Colin Kaepernick. I don't really care about that. But what I will tell you is the main thing that I think most people missed You are so caught up into the flag and the United States and what it really means and what it stands for. But if you really understand the meaning behind justice and equality and liberty for all, then you understand that there has to be justice in order for you to stand and support something that is supposed to stand for justice. If something is supposed to represent justice, but doesn't really actually stand for it and the people that are representing it, and hold it up as a banner don't walk that out then guess what there's not justice there's no justice when people blatantly have done something and kill someone and we know it they've seen it The video is there the evidence is there they get off there's no conviction and they walk away there's no justice if these individuals not only are fired and that's it but they don't get taken to some type of case and tried and convicted for what they did and charged with murder or something along those lines. And there really wasn't justice because for whatever reason, the video evidence is not enough. It's not enough to prove that it matters that this person's life was taken. At some point in time, there has to be some level of accountability when these things happen and maybe a rehaul and re entire um, restructuring of this entire Uh, system as it relates to uh, the police system and how it works and I'm not saying all cops are bad so let me go ahead and say that too before somebody thinks that I'm saying all police officers are bad I never said that don't think that but I do believe there are some bad apples in the bunch I don't think all white people are bad I don't I don't have some of my family I don't think they're bad I really don't I really don't but I do believe there are some who are racist and who honestly have no clue as to what it really means to understand what it's like to be a black person in America. And I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it. You can't tell me what racism is if you've never been black and don't know what it's all about. You can't tell me about that. You can't tell me how to define if something is racist or not. You've never been black. You have no idea. You're speaking from your viewpoint, your perspective and what you see. But until you change that and you see it from this side of the street and you've been in these shoes, you've walked this walk, you've been through it, you experienced it, you've seen it, you've eat, sleep, drink it, understand it. You have no clue as to what it means to be someone who is black, who is in these situations and what that actually feels like. You have no idea because your perception is from a totally different vantage point. And true, I don't expect you to see everything the same way, but you should respect That when somebody says, Hey, that's racist, that's a racist approach or a racist thought process. You can't say, well, how can you say that's racist? Not where they easily can say it because how they see it and what they've experienced. So that's why I said, if I'm driving and I know I haven't done anything wrong, I know that if I get pulled over, I don't know what it could be for, but I'm automatically thinking, man, what is this all about? Driving while black, jogging while black. I mean, come on, there's more and more things happening all the time. Breathing while black. I mean, come on. So yes, people are frustrated and people are tired. I think the Ahmad Arbery situation shed the light on some things and help people see, hey, everybody's not just talking and just saying there's injustice. No, this stuff happens. We're blatantly being killed. And because I believe without any question, had that not been filmed, had that not been on video, had that not ever surfaced, would these men be arrested? Think about it. I doubt it very seriously. It would have been a news story. This young man would have been dead and that probably would have been it. They already had, you know, been in the situation and nothing had happened. So, I mean, look at the time frame from when the video was shot, when it was released, it came out and when something finally happened. I mean, if there was no video, we wouldn't be talking about it. I doubt that. I really do. So think about these things and understand that there are people who you know, people who you work with, people that you associate yourself with, who are hurting and are absolutely beyond, without any question, sick of what they see. And I know I am. And so I wanted to get a chance to share some things with you and help you understand that when people say, that something is racist or when people feel like something is racially driven understand they're seeing it from their vantage point because guess what nine times out of ten they don't look like you there's a nine ninety nine point nine percent chance let me just say that that they do not look like you and you can't get upset with them because they feel this way you can't get upset with them because that's their vantage point they have a right to have that vantage point because of their clear understanding of what they've gone through what they continue to see And like I said, we've seen it play out time and time again on countless situations. So, again, understand that's why the vantage point and the view that many have is from that perspective. So, listen, like I said before earlier, if you're new to the podcast, Go in and listen to some of the previous podcasts I've done. There's one actually uh, prior to this one, I believe the episode before this one I did, uh, talking about some other things, really just kind of digging into just kind of what we've been through with this whole pandemic and how it's shifted everything. And, you know, it's it's really strange that this year has just been what it's been. Honestly, I feel like, you know, we are stuck in some type of time warp, (laughs) you know, or movie and, and waiting on this episode scene, uh, whatever to end, but go check out some of the previous podcasts. If you're not following me on social media, hit me up, follow me. Uh, you can always do that at I am Sly King on Twitter, Instagram. I uh, love to hear back from you, you know, share your thoughts, uh, things you want me to talk about or whatever. I love to get into some of those conversations as well. All right. Well, I appreciate you listening until next time. It's Sly saying I'm out. Peace.